Welcome to Access Point Radio, your destination for the news, strategies, and practices needed to grow your business. I'm your host, Kyle Todd. In today's course, we'll be discussing uh, a topic that is, is all over the news right now, and that is the Payroll Protection Program. If you are a small business, no doubt you've heard about this. No doubt you are interested in looking at uh, options to save your payroll going into the future months. And as we all know, the, the information is, is changing on almost a daily basis. We've asked Rafi Yousefian and Anna Baumgartner of RYCPAs to help us wade through the current rules and application steps. In module two, we're going to go through the detailed calculation behind payroll costs in determining the loan amount. It's very important to understand the definition of payroll costs in the context of the PPP. For employers, payroll costs include gross wages to employees, wages for employees in excess of $100,000 annualized must be excluded, wages for employees not living in the U.S. must also be excluded. Self-employment income, including guaranteed payments of partners in a partnership or LLC taxes partnership, uh, those are also included in payroll costs. And this actually became evident long after the application process started, but it's highly impactful. Um, so self-employment income generally includes uh, the share of managing partners' profits in the company. So plus what you've paid to your employees you can also add add in your share of the profits to payroll costs to calculate payroll costs. Uh, in addition, you can include tips paid, any pay time off, severance, medical benefits, retirement benefits, and state and local taxes assessed on employee compensation, aka state unemployment insurance in this case. Qualified sick leave or family leave which qualify for the payroll tax credit under the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, which was passed in phase two of the stimulus, uh, that actually must be excluded from the wages. So if that number is included in your gross wages to employees, you have to back that out for payroll cost purposes and when calculating it for the PPP. Also, payroll costs do not include payments to independent contractors. Uh, as you might recall from the earlier slide that Anna mentioned, uh, one of the requirements for qualification of the loan was that you need to be in business uh, during February 15, 2020 and have paid employees or contractors. But this doesn't mean payments to contractors are included in the calculation of payroll costs. I know there was some confusion around this initially when the uh, application process started, but we just want to clarify that payments to independent contractors uh, do not get included in payroll costs. All right. Now, for sole proprietors, independent contractors, and self-employed individuals, the calculation is very similar to a partnership. Um, basically, you include all of the wages that you paid that we mentioned above for employers. Um, on top of that, you include your share of self-employment income. Again, that, that portion is capped to $100,000 annualized. So now we're going to go through uh, an example of payroll cost calculation for the three most common types of ownership structures for small businesses. 
Uh, so we'll look at partnerships, S-corps, and self-employed individuals are Schedule C filers. For sake of simplicity, we're going to look at these calculations based on a 2019 calendar year. However, if you decide to use a trailing 12-month period, then you will need to calculate the equivalent to these models based on the selected 12-month date range. Um, and we'll get into that later, but basically you're going you're gonna to need access to a profit and loss statement if you're going to be calculating this information uh, on a 12-month trailing, um, because obviously you haven't filed your tax returns for, um, there is no tax return for 2020 yet. So um, that's why you're going to have to calculate the equivalent to that. <clears throat> so in this first example, we've modeled the payroll cost calculation for an entity filing a partnership tax return whether that's an LLC taxes partnership, general partnership, limited partnership, et cetera. Um, so let's look at the calculation. Uh, we start with the gross wages. Now this number can be pulled from your 941s, your quarterly 941s filed by your payroll processor. So if you look at line 5C, column one on your 941, that's gonna be your Medicare wages. So I just we just used some uh, example numbers here. Um, so let's say that number for the entire year for all four quarters added up is $300,000. Then we add your self-employment income. And this number can be pulled from your 2019 Schedule K-1s. This is, again, assuming you're a partnership. Uh, you're going to get line 14 on the K-1. You're going to subtract line 12 from it. As line, 12 is, uh, line 14 is your self-employment earnings. And line 12 is your Section 179 deduction. So it's going to be net of Section 179 deduction. You're going to multiply that by 0.9235. And that's basically, um, 0.9235 is 100% minus 7.65% for your employer portion of Social Security and Medicare tax. Um, and that's going to give you your self-employment income that you can use to calculate the payroll costs. If that number is higher than $100,000, so if your share of... Um, of your uh, self-employment earnings for all the partners divided by the number of partners exceeds $100,000, you, you have to cap it. And this, in our example, it doesn't exceed $100,000, but if it did, you would have to cap it. So if, let's say you have $500,000 total self-employment earnings um, between four partners, you obviously have to cap each partner's at $100,000. You can't use the full, full $500,000 divided by four. So next we have the employer contributions to health insurance. Um, you can calculate this manually, um, or you can just pull the number from line 19 of your form 1065. Um, you just have to figure out the portion of line 19 that is attributable to employer health insurance. And whoever prepared your tax return should be able to answer that question. Uh, so that's the employer portion of health insurance. Then we have the employee pre-tax contributions to health insurance. Now, line one, Medicare wages, where it says gross wages, that doesn't include employee pre-tax deductions for health care. So we have to add that back to gross up the payroll number. Otherwise, you're understating your payroll costs, right? Um, so that can that will need to be calculated manually uh, based off of, again, maybe whoever prepared your tax return should have that information. 
Um, if you're reporting that through payroll, you can pull the numbers from payroll, or you can pull your statements or your bills for your health insurance premiums and use that um, as, as your resource or as your source. Then we have the employer contributions to retirement plan. So this number can also be pulled from your form 1065. This would be line 18. And that line should include only retirement benefits. So you should be fine there. You can just pull it directly from the tax return. And then finally, the state unemployment insurance. Uh, this, you can get this information from your payroll processor. It is in the quarterly state unemployment filings. So you're gonna add that into your total payroll costs as well. So in this example, we have a total annual payroll cost of $391,000. Uh, you divide that by 12, it gives you your monthly average payroll cost of $33,583. You multiply it by two and a half, gives you $81,458. If you don't have an EIDL, outstanding EIDL, that becomes your loan amount. If you do have outstanding amount of EIDL, then you add that back, which gives you your total loan amount, and in this case, $101,458. As you can see, most of the information for the calculation can be pulled directly from income or payroll tax returns. If you haven't filed your income tax returns, then you can get most of this information from your payroll processor or accountant, like I mentioned. The only way you can calculate self-employment income without a tax return, realistically, is by having an accurate profit and loss statement or the equivalent income, expenses, profit. Almost all payroll processes are creating custom PPP reports that calculate payroll costs for you. However, uh, be aware that if you're using a PPP report from your payroll processor and you did not report your employer contributions to a retirement plan, our employer portion of medical insurance premiums through payroll, then these amounts will have to be added back manually to your payroll costs like we did in the above section. So just be aware of that if you're planning on using some of these like pre-made pre reports in the payroll processing system. All right, so this brings us to our next example. Um, again, we're calculating payroll costs, except this time for an S corporation. I won't go through these calculations in detail. Um, we're going to give you access to all these calculations in a spreadsheet in the course materials. Yeah, it's exhibit one if you want to, if you're looking for the spreadsheet. Uh, but basically, this is the same calculation, but for an S Corp. The main difference here from the partnership calculation is that S Corporation profits do not generate self employment income uh, or earned income. Therefore, these profits are not included in payroll costs. However, the salaries of the shareholders are included in gross wages. So if your S-Corp was profitable during the applicable date range and you didn't pay any owner salaries, then you will not be able to use any of those amounts received by owners towards payroll costs. So um, just be aware of that. So, the next calculation is for self-employed individuals. The calculation for a self-employed individual or Schedule C file, filer is almost identical to the calculation of a partnership, except for the self-employment income is not reduced by the 7.65% attributable to employer portion of Social Security and Medicare taxes. 
Uh, so you don't have to do that 0.9235 calculation. Um, and again, this will be in the exhibit that will attach to the course materials, so you can access this information and the spreadsheet and all the calculations. Um, most of the information in this calculation can be retrieved directly from the 1040 and payroll tax filings of the applicant. Um, again, if you haven't filed or prepared your tax returns, or 1040 in this case, for 2019, then you'll need to calculate the equivalent to these line items. All right. Finally, uh, providing an accurate cal calculation of the payroll cost we just discussed is the responsibility of the borrower. Okay, And the borrower attests to the accu accuracy of those calculations on the loan application. So, it is your responsibility as a borrower to make sure these calculations are correct. Now, the lenders are expected to perform a good faith review of the borrower's calculations and supporting documents, uh, but ultimately, responsibility, responsibility is the borrower. So just be aware of that. Um, you shouldn't just assume that um, if you do make a mistake, the, the underwriter might catch it or the lender will definitely catch it and correct it for you. So you want to make sure your payroll cost calculation is as accurate as possible. Um, you can also, if you're looking for a template to calculate these payroll costs, if you could just Google payroll cost calculator template, a lot of banks and payroll processing companies um, are offering guidance and posting their own Excel-based uh, templates or spreadsheets to help you calculate this. All right, so that's it for the payroll cost calculation. Now we're gonna get into our first knowledge check. This is a multiple choice question. When calculating payroll costs, the earned profit or self-employment income of a partner or self-employed individual is A, irre irrelevant because it's profit, not payroll costs. B, consider payroll costs because it's money that the person worked for, which is equivalent to paying an employee wages to do the same job. Or C, allowed only up to 50%. So I'm gonna give you some time to think about this. So the correct answer in this case would be B. And that's because self-employment income is of a self-employed individual or partner that is actively involved in managing the business uh, is included in payroll costs. So the answer is B.